please stand by for another episode of Wired Shut. Welcome back to Relish Shut. Um, Shut Relish. Shut Relish. I'm your host, Charlotte. He's your host, Jamie. Um, I'm your host, Jamie. He's your host, Charlotte. Mm. Uh, this is Wide Shut, episode four of the lockdown, day 6,000, 2069. Um, I, I can... Hey, we have more listener. Yeah, we do. We have more listener. Um, Somehow. They deserve much. They just have a social media presence. It's not really a competition. Yeah. And if it was, that's we still We didn't one. have one until we met then. Um, and yeah, even if we did, we it wouldn't a be a competition. We made an effort to never tell anyone existed. Uh, um, we made an <laughs> We got it to laugh. We got to laugh time of night. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> some good comedy at eight minutes in. Um I'm just making a concert, concerted effort now you to record. You condescend me, you prick. <laughs> I wasn't trying to condescend Sorry, you. Sorry, continue trying to do something with this. I know, I was just, I'm trying to make a concerted effort to use this Trello board so we keep track of what the fuck we talk about. And in doing so, I need to talk about it like an old lady using my mouse for the first time. I've got, like, directions. I'm You're the gonna... host on the derailleur. We've established oh, this. That's true. Um... Yeah, open the board. I'm going to try to get you in there, but I know you're just going to create cards that don't matter, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I remember the when we first did the production thing, like five trellos got opened. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think I ever went on any of them. Um, welcome back even... to Logan Makes Jesse Cry, the podcast. Um... <laughs> this board may be private. You may not. I can't log in. Um, I've invited you, you fuck. Yeah, but I would have logged in on my phone and it's a this is not my phone. Uh, let's just copy the link again. Hold up, in my work. Let's try this one. Welcome back to Trello Cast. <laughs> Where we teach arrogant Welcome millennials how trip. to use, a, <laughs> use a, um, a tool to manage their time effectively, which millennials won't do ever. That didn't work. No, of course it didn't. <laughs> well, you move out of home and get a job. God damn it. I did that. <laughs> I want to go back. Something, something bootstraps. Um, uh, it didn't work for you? Yeah, that's fine. I guess I'll just do everything around here. Welcome yeah, back. You do that and I'll hold up the show. <laughs> Is that what you call it, Larry? Is that what you call this marriage? <laughs> Oh. Um, I'm just casually well, looking. I'm waiting, man. Sort of Mina's house with a um, it has a cool like boys' bedroom in the attic, and it's like, oh man, I want that house just for that boys' bedroom in the attic. <laughs> Charlotte's sorry, living in the rest of the house, wondering what the fuck is. I don't going think on. you realise the consequences of saying something like that. <laughs> I'm going to show you a picture because I literally mean a cool bedroom. I do not mean anything related to what you're implying. Don't implicate me in your fuckery, sir. 
But yeah, okay, show me it's this picture. It's pronounced buggery. Thank you for uh, This is the buggery. It's, it's, the, it's the boys' room, apparently. Oh, yeah, so okay. It's a cool boys' room. <laughs> it's triangular, so you know it's cool. Um, it's in the roof, because like, you want to get away from the parents. And... Nah, again! Yeah. <laughs> I'm just making myself sound like a pedophile. <laughs> I missed it's that one roof, too. So you want to get away from the parents? Oh, in an cool effort, boy. in an effort to sound universal by just saying the parents instead of your parents. Yeah, the parents. No, I'm. I'm. You know, you got to sound cool to them so that they think you're the trustworthy one. You're the cool adult. Who's they, man? Pedophiles? God, what are you talking it. about? <laughs> this is not holding up the show. Today on Digging Holes with Logan. Jeez. You know the kind of trouble we get into with episode titles. You can't do this. I'm your host, Logan, and he wants a restraining order. Uh, <sighs> welcome back to Wired Shut. It's especially it's an especially bad photo that you sent me that it looks like you took the photo. <laughs> you can see the trade me link in the corner. You've been trawling like internet listings for vulnerable houses. <laughs> welcome back to to, welcome back to up the um welcome back to logan holds the podcast up apparently well i just do nothing (laughs) i don't know i would if i listened to what i just said i would have laughed Uh, that's a good logan joblin box quote i know i'm gonna i'm gonna time stamp it for 12 minutes yeah you're writing that down on a trello card (laughs) yeah i am (laughs) Um. Okay. Um. Uh, what have we so decided? What did we watch recently? Yeah. Oh well. Look at you jumping straight to the first <laughs> Trello card. Like it's a thing you're definitely looking at right now. <laughs> Piece of shit. You can send me pictures. <laughs> <laughs> like I did for you of that boys' room. <laughs> I mean, that's sexist. It could be a girls' room. Yeah. <laughs> Where are they now? And now they're hot. It's taking a really weird turn. Are we um, playing the Mickey Rourke edition? No, just like the, where are they now? Are they hot? Thanks, Logan. Um, you are. Things we've watched. I've been watching. I was going to list them first, and then we can go through some of them. Because if I don't list them, I'm going to forget about them. Um, we've got Ozark. We've got uh, Westworld. We've got... Oh, yeah, I, that's right. I wanted to talk to you about Westworld. Okay. Cause oh, I, do you want to finish your list? That's it. I'm finished. <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> no, I just thought the bit for the bit, man. Come on, we're doing ah, podcasts. I can't tell. <laughs> Usually this funny. <laughs> okay, I need a timestamp that one as well. It's pretty good. <laughs> we're in a roll. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, like, talk to me about Westworld. Um, Pretend this is like sixty episodes ago when we first talked about Westworld, and it was almost we, relevant. But I, we had to. Previously, I had to talk to you about Westworld rather than we were both watching. And yeah, discussing. it was you talking Westworld at me and being like, oh, that does sound cool. So, bear in mind, I'm long since watched the first couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. But um, are you up to are you up to parody with what's on TV now? Uh, no, I'm like two episodes behind. Ah, okay, but so I am I'm, deep I'm... into season three. Right. Cool. Do you like where it's gone? Um, like, I didn't like season two. It was no? just, it was too fractured. It didn't make any sense. In terms of, it was, it was way too hard to follow. 
in no, some parts. In Westworld is hard to follow. The show hard to follow. Eh? <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it was you, just you a different get kind of to heart, the end yeah. of a season before it all wraps back around yeah. and you do the. Oh, I see what was going on. Yeah, I suppose. Which I mean, it isn't to say I hated season two. I just enjoyed season one, and I'm enjoying season three more than I did season two. Possibly because yeah. they've changed the. Um, you know, you're not dealing with the same characters in the same environments now. You're dealing in what season one was working its way up to, which was the real world, and then it just didn't happen quite as well. Like, it didn't happen. It took another season to get there, which was fine. Yeah. I just wasn't expecting it to take the whole season for them to actually get out of the park. Because what is the main arc of season two? I can't even remember off the top of my head. It, it's, it time jumps between the... Um, Odds oh, is the fall of the pack. Right? It is, yeah. It, it's 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 That's time right. jumps between it's like the, the clean up and the the events of um, Anthony Hopkins' character getting killed. Then two weeks after those events, and then it jumps back before the uh, Anthony Hopkins' character died to show, and it keeps jumping between before, during, and after, in such a way where you're trying to track uh, the fractured memories of. What's his name? Bernard. As he's mm. trying to figure out um, everything that he's essentially yeah. just been programmed to do up until that point um, by um, Dolores. Yeah. And then you get up to season three where you realize, oh, thanks, bud. You're welcome. <laughs> I just got a cup of tea and a cookie. Um, courtesy of get, Charlotte. Get out of that boy's house, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, his, his mom likes me. I've really opened him up, you know. He's doing better at school. Very poor choice of words, but sure. There was an intentionally poor choice okay. of words, and you know. It's just the last three weren't. <laughs> um, um, the big problem with Westworld is, you know, like all of season three could easily just be any number of layers of simulation and any number of characters' minds at this point. Yeah, yeah. And the viewer needs to be willing to accept that that may be where it goes. Yeah, it might just be a bit of mental jousting before one move is taken in the real yeah. world at the end of it, or none at all. I think maybe that they're, um, they're losing... They're risking losing the audience by not at least teasing that being a possibility more frequently, like they used to do in season one and season two. They've stripped all of it away and said this is def they haven't even addressed that this could not just be the real world, apart from a couple of offhand comments by drunken people before. Like that guy that was talking to Dolores and said, "You know what? I think this is this is a simulation within a simulation. That's the real way to fuck with us." Yeah, and then it's not really addressed again. Like you just expected to believe what you're seeing is what you're getting. But I feel like the only way out of that for the show to retain credibility is for them to blow that out of the water, have it happen, and then say not only is that the case, it's irrelevant. Mm. I, mean, I, I feel like that's the only way to retain like the the storytelling high ground. When well, I think they they touched on that being not like it not really mattering when they when. I think in season two when they showed that you know I mean, to, all, to actually program yeah. the stories in the physical park what they do is essentially just download people's brains into simulations 
and work out all the kinks before actually building them. Yeah. Yeah. And you realize that um, also any number of park staff may well have been. Yeah, the head of security, the um, the, the fat dumb <coughs> Hemsworth. Yeah, well, even beyond that, just because it wasn't shown, it's perfectly reasonable that Westworld itself could have been like two or three real people. Yeah, that's true. Like, the people- There is no amount of anything that they ever delved into that definitively tells you that any of the people you've seen were real. Yeah, and whether or not the amount of power that... Um, what's her name? Tandy Newton's character got hmm. by understanding the... Like, just cranking up her intelligence and awareness to the nth degree... Um, she still might not have had the layers that uh, Ford actually, like Ford may have only just given her the layers that he wanted her to have, which yeah, is to control I mean, all of Westworld, but the entire park itself, maybe not. If if everything's like circles of control within circles of control, then you may be like the max level character in the room, but if you don't realize that you're still within the game, then it's irrelevant. mm I think because it's such a philosophical abstraction of a story anyway, Mm. you almost risk getting to a point where you do have to have the entire show devolve into something more like, say, Evangelion or like that scene with all the... um, Scenes from a hat. the old guy's name? William? Yeah, the man in black like that scene with a bunch of wills all sitting in a room together like yeah. that that could almost be the true conclusion to the show at some point because and they yeah they, they touch on little bits of it obviously when they um show you the what the decades that he spent trying to replicate his father-in-law's brain yeah um and just the num what million some ridiculous like eleven million scenarios or something where they tried it and it didn't work, and it gets to the point of like well, actually it get, yeah you start to think that can't just be logistically possible to just keep doing outside of anywhere but a simulation, yeah like to build bodies and to burn entire um entire rooms to the ground, um lay waste to entire sections of Westworld or the park over and over and over again surely it's actually just cheaper to build it in a computer and um digitize the entire experience that way you can just um control a delete and then just start again yeah it just seems so i mean much it's more already yeah. established that um you know there there is within dolores's mind a simulation where characters are housed yeah True. Yeah, of course. So not only can hosts be housed in false realities, but hosts of a sufficient level can create realities within themselves and host other hosts there. Which, yeah, that alone should be enough to say none of this is real. It doesn't matter. That's why you're able to constantly see Ford still tinkering because really he is or why he's able to just appear. Sometimes he, he does the, the favor of showing up in, out of an elevator and walking somewhere, but for the most part, he just literally just blinks into existence. And it's never quite explained if that's just the host's awareness of him being there suddenly and him letting them 
letting them see him or if he is literally just blinking into existence because he's just dialing into a, a simulation briefly or into somebody's brain briefly and they're not even aware of it. Do you mean in the earlier seasons? or Yeah, or in the tail end of the first season, especially. Yeah, there's. you're right. There's no... I mean, there's no reason to believe that Ford isn't just projections of other people for a lot on other people's minds for a lot of the show anyway. Mm. And it makes you think... Also, is he gone? I don't think so. Like, you know, the... Is Hopkins cast in season three? No, no. Um, He only briefly appeared in season two, but... I more mean, like, is he actually on a... No, there's he, like IMDb list. No, not Anthony that I've seen. Hopkins credits for season three. Um, no, but like it's I lost my train of thought. But it's um, it does mm. seem like it's just the season three is just kind of opted for that uh, Vincent Castle French bad guy, dude. Yeah, as a bad guy, but even then, it's to say, is he not just another narrative? What I was—that's what I was going to say about the narratives. Like, the one thing you constantly hear from Ford or about Ford is the, you know, the narrative with Arthur. Like that makes me, the the more that they kept repeating that and going over that over and over again, just makes me think that also was just purely uh, like a narrative that he designed or somebody designed to. Um, commit you to the idea that there's this one grand owner of the park and he can do whatever he likes and he's got this plan that he's been setting in motion for decades purely because there are you know he doesn't want to lose his ip but arthur is um bernard or a version of bernard it wasn't it 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 specifically goes back to the flashbacks once Bernard realizes he's a robot mm, mm. and shows scenes of the two of them working together on the park. Yeah, yeah. But again, that, but then, which that's, then, that, those are his memories, right? It's never actually flash. You never actually know if you're flashing back. <laughs> but isn't that incongruous with the fact that if there were two people who have been working on the park for over 30 years, wouldn't everyone working there now? think it's odd that there's a guy walking around who's a spitting image of one of the dead creators well it's the thing no one remembers Which what he doesn't looks that like. lead further towards the idea that almost no one there was real yeah i mean it seems odd that um well there's the thing did arthur, arthur died before william's company bought them right so Williams yeah, they were Williams like company. day one when they were just making automatons. Yeah, so Williams Company brought in all of the new staff, theoretically, so they have no idea who who the uh, who Arthur was or what he looked like to them. They've only ever known Ford as the owner. And he had a partner, but it's never talked about, which, again, just makes me think, yeah, that's a, that's a narrative um, construct designed to make people not have to think about something that would clearly throw everything out of whack because they've been programmed not to hmm and according to the the wikipedia for the show arnold webber is played by jeffrey wright so yeah 
After Weber's death, Ford created Bernard in Arnold's image. Yeah. Ford made yeah. Bernard's name an anagram of Arnold's full name. So why don't... Dissonance theory contrapasso. I mean, how good was season three at least to show you a um, a nuke hitting hitting Paris as brief as it, as it was? Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, is I like that character, but is his origin story and his reasoning just weak? It's a bit Bond villain, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and it, it, it glosses over some like. Again, it just makes me think because the, the entire point of the show is to dissect the idea of a narrative construct. <laughs> um, you yeah. can't trust anything that you see in the show and anyone's version of their own history. The, the play They keep repeating and coming back to and repeating the same key moments in their own life, like those are the driving forces of their behavior. But that's exactly what they showed you to be the reason why Maeve broke out of her simulation is the same things kept repeating and they kept flashing back to her, but they were placed there. Hmm. So I like the idea that the AI that this dude actually built has long since gotten rid of everything and they're in a simulation as well. I don't know. Yeah. Hurts the brain. I mean, if it was going to go anyway, I would believe the entire thing is... um, Dolores simulating a series of events that could cause what's that computer called? Reboam or something? Reboam? Reboam. Yeah, some sort of play on some reference to some. Basically, the name alone should have alerted humans to be like, "This is not a good thing." Oh, really? Yeah, it's a it's a reference to some not Destroyer of Worlds or something, but um, Reboam. The king of Judah, he was the successor of Solomon and the grandson of David. Which the uh, um, Rehoboam name inspired by a sci-fi book. Yeah, I went to that link too, and it's a fucking paywall, so go fuck yourself. Um, so if I believe anything would be turn out to be the case, it'd be that. Um, Dolores is simulating yeah, what is required to throw Re- Rehoboam's world humanity yeah. loops off kilter sufficiently that it can't recover them. Yeah. But what she, if she um, can't do that fast and well enough that it might just um, train the AI <laughs> to be able to understand her <laughs> better? Yeah. Well, you also wonder, like... Is it smart enough to, like, you know, has, has Rehoboam developed a free will of some kind and what you thought was the actions of Ford was actually the manipulation of Rehoboam? Yeah. Like, like is it, is, is, will she, will she fuse with the AI? Mm. Yeah, it, it seems odd for an, a massive artificial intelligence and another artificial intelligence to 
come to blows with each other or one seek to destroy the other when realistically they're probably in a real world situation more likely um, yeah with well, ideally fused. meet a, a meet of a, a point of transcendence right or mm. um, i mean it's already pointed out um you know rather than actually take allies with her dolores just cloned herself heaps yeah i love that reveal it was so cool it was really well done um, it, I, I heard a lot of people give it like a sort of a rug pull moment thing and I was like I mean no more I, I than kind of every other rug pull in the show yeah the, I loved the William rug pull which a lot of people said was quite obvious but I didn't see it coming at all I think more because I was so invested in the idea that that character was a good person yeah yeah and it did it did so well for him to like a, and then that, to see him come back for that um, scene, I was disappointed he hasn't recurred more. Yeah. I, um, his absence is definitely felt post-season one, I think. Mm. And it's... I I sort of... He, he doesn't deserve it really. Well, does he? I always felt like at some point there should be a reconciliation between William and Dolores. I don't know, man. It got, yeah, you'd think based on the amount of... he's a monster of... and he did terrible things to her. And, you know, that... I'm not, I'm not trying to make any argument about what is and what is not unforgivable. But he became that... Because of the damage being in love with somebody whose memory was wiped did to him yeah. emotionally. Yeah. Like he he was actually a product of what was being done to her no more than she, uh, just as much as she is. Which makes me think the entire thing again, not the entire construct, but like the events that, that once you learn as well that the, the park is, is uh, recording the everything the, everything and the visitors as well like they must have known what was happening to him as it was happening to him or, sure. or ford ford would have at least well i mean he, oh, he no, was no, of course, they, they, the person they who brought that, that was in, his right. idea yeah, that's right never mind yeah but i don't you know as you're talking about like with the re attempts to recreate his previous i i see no reason why he wouldn't have been a um digitized himself and reproduced but that's what i thought he was actually trying to achieve at the end of it was you know immortality for him to yeah not have to or to go back or um i mean he actually has gotten in season three the thing he wanted all along yeah he's become a host himself yeah he just and i i think as well he's not a host in the real world he's just another Basically, he's trapped in a box in Dolores's mind. Mm. I don't think he actually is occupying space in the real world in a physical body, is he? No, he is, because the... No, he is. Yeah, because the last I, I've seen I, was he's being trucked off to the... Um... Yeah, obviously, he's in the insane asylum right now, but... Yeah, but I've, I've seen more than you on that, mm. so I know that actually he is. Yeah. I like um, 
I like the Hemsworth being begrudgingly brought back to life. <laughs> I like that he, his personality is written in such a way that he's annoyed that he has to do something. Yeah, yeah. It's um and like be alive. And has to yeah, I like that as well. It was um that he and Bernard have done nothing all season. Yeah, I don't really understand. Like, it's obviously going to be last couple of episodes again. It'll all kind of click together, theoretically, um, that they'll have some sort of purpose to the show. But the the big problem with that is there this season doesn't have equally strong lead stories yeah. happening in parallel. Yeah, whereas the obviously the first season you could argue. Um, it was in equal measure. William, yeah, you, you didn't, and you weren't annoyed when you were pulled to the next character because you were excited to continue where you left off with that character. Yeah, when but then at any point you could pick them up at any, like, and you have no idea where you're leaving them off. They might, you might go back to the last moment you saw them, or you might just go back to something else. That yeah, I mean, Tandy Newton's plot so far has been she got out. She's arbitrarily been made his lackey. Yeah. She failed miserably, and she's back to square one again. Yeah, I don't like where that's... Like, I liked her so story. They, they've literally just treated water, which means to me that they had nothing to do with her. Yeah. They just needed to kill some time on her plot and keep her moving. It didn't necessarily service the overall. Unless, of course, she thinks that she's... Maeve as well, but in essence, she's also Dolores, and she just doesn't realize it. And she's being planted. Didn't they establish that she's not Maeve? She's a copy? Yeah. Doesn't one of the episodes show, like, but Maeve's still in the park? No, because they... That's right, Maeve was still in the park, but Maeve was actually an empty body in the park that had its its pearl removed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her body's a copy, because they had to rescue her. Um, from bleeding out or dying or being thrown into the muck mm. and destroyed. I'd have... But I found I liked her story to begin with because she didn't. She seemed, as far as we know, beyond what Ford was tinkering with, she seemed exclusive to all of the planning. Like she woke up of her own accord. Like she, yeah, quit. she was. She was an anomaly. She wasn't part of. She the was grand plan. gaining. Yeah, it was. She was the um, instance of bicameralism of like things evolving naturally yeah based on the environment and, whereas and dolores is orchestrated it was entirely constructed from the start or maybe yeah, she was the original mave but it's hard to say she retained and felt that her given plot line and the emotions that came with that were a good enough reason for her to care about those people yeah yeah she whereas con- yeah, connected once- to the idea of feelings beyond the fact that they might have been fake in the first place they're still feelings so and yeah, well, Ford witnessed that. Oh, not Ford. William, right? When he, when he, um, in that moment where he killed her, killed her daughter, um, in that flashback that keeps repeating in her head, he yeah. said, "In that moment, I saw humanity." And that's, that's right. Not what necessarily triggered his journey to find the center of the maze, but, um, or maybe it was. Was it the moment where he decided that there's more to this game than? No, because he was old by that point, wasn't he? He yeah. was already doing his way, his doing his thing. He, he, she came to him because he, she 
had that connection with the um, Native American warriors who he had worked out. Were some connection to it. Yeah, I, mm. I think it was just a chance meeting, but didn't she? Did she? Wasn't she like one of the only ones that managed to hurt him or something? Yeah, she. And like that was one of those moments where he's sort of terrified but impressed. Yeah. He's impressed because he's terrified. Yeah, of, of all the things that he had come up against, the one thing that managed to, to catch him off guard was a mother protecting a child, even though it was purely a simulation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she... She, regardless of those connections being fake, doesn't see them as any less real, yeah. whereas Dolores says, well, it's all fake, whatever, I'm going to... Yeah point out everything's fake and pull everything down so i don't get why she isn't more important they're clearly implying that bernard is supposed to be the nemesis to dolores dolores yeah in terms of the opposite clearly tandy newton should be the nemesis to dolores because she says she sees the lack of value in things She's unwilling to be put to the post she's put in, but she does believe in, for the most part, doing the right thing and not hurting people when you don't have to. Yeah. So she really should be the antithesis to Dolores. She should have been the one that picked up um, Aaron Paul's character to begin with, I think. I I actually quite like what's happening with Aaron and Dolores. Same, but I I would have liked them to have more of a connection, uh, have an established connection. It would have been, I don't know. But I suppose, yeah, the point of Aaron Paul's character is to show that it's not just, uh, you know, the hosts that have been controlled. Yeah, he's literally a host. He just happens to be a human. Mm. Like, his memory's wiped. He does things that other people make him do. Yeah. he, He is a host. He just, yeah, because he's poor. Um, he's poor. He just doesn't have rights in the world. Yeah, because he's poor, um, or it's being predetermined that he's not going to be anything more. He's yeah, pro- yeah he's been. But even he struggles him. with Dolores, which is. I wonder where that will go. Do you think Dolores would kill him if the need arose? No, I think she'd um, put him in a box where he couldn't hurt her or hurt, like hurt her plans. Or himself, like she wouldn't get rid of him. She'd just um, ensure that he was plugged into something. I think she'd she'd find a way for him to get for, to get rid of him essentially without having to get rid of him because I don't think she'd be able to bring herself to do it. Mm. I think, yeah. but in I, that, it I, depends what I he hope does. She has that level of humanity is the wrong word, but humanity, but. Um, I think yeah. You know, well, she's driven by like the idea of like judgment and 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 quite binary things, right? So she's not necessarily hurting people who are doing anything wrong. Um, or like, if somebody gets in her way, she'll stop them. But mm. um, and if she's going out of her way to punish people, it's because she knows what they've done. Yeah. Where she but, couldn't she couldn't find any dirt on them. Why just, can you publish publish? How can you punish people for something they've done if you yourself are aware that they exist within a control structure? Yeah, exactly. That's I, that's the... I mean, 
if if the show touches on that, then great. But I don't know whether it will. No, I don't think it, it will either. You know, it's, it's like not. you. It's both destroying the value of truth and reality. It's pointing out that the artificial and the organic are no more free than the other. Mm. So, you know, what what do you what meaning is left for the viewer to hang their hat on and for the plot to hang its head on? Mm. Oh, that's a genuine question. I'm not. Yeah. I, I was no, I'm I wondering whether. whether you had a way out of it. <laughs> I don't. Um, <laughs> I, have I no don't. Answers. No. Um, yeah, I'm not. I don't know, but it's they. I'm hoping, yeah, I don't see it happening because it's, what, seven episodes deep at this point. But well, the I think the next episode's the finale. So the next one is the finale. Which I'm guessing is probably watchable by now. And season seven just dropped three days ago. So season, episode, episode seven. Seven, Yeah, so episode eight's on the third. May third. Oh. Do you think we, uh, William will just like walk in and shoot a bunch of people and then still have no idea what's going <laughs> on, but kind of save the day? I mean, because he's, he's sort of representing the blind hubris of humanity. Yeah. Um, just thundering into something with gung-ho attitudes without actually taking every, into account yeah, well, the damage being done. All of this is just a game to me because it's not actually my world. It's It's... There aren't real consequences yeah. for them, right? It's the hubris. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, Maeve wants to... Her, her main drive is just to ensure the safety of an artificial reality and once she's done so, get it herself. Yeah, because she just wants to reunite with her daughter, right? She doesn't care how. She just wants yeah. to ensure that it's done and no one takes it away from her. But the so the... I guess the big thing would be if you could annihilate that storage, you would instantly put Maeve as a massive player on the board. Mm, mm. And Dolores, I think, was the is the one that has control of her, isn't it? Yes. Uh, she's yeah. got the key, yeah. Mm. The one thing I'll say for Tandy Newton's plot is I'm enjoying her and the snarky writer dude. Yeah, yeah, I liked that evolution. It was quite cool. Because uh, I hated him as a character right up till his like Shogun World moment, yeah. sort of. Which I guess you meant to hate him. Yeah, to, he's purely he's a cunt. <laughs> yeah, um, and he doesn't value the um the lives of you of of any of the hosts up until the point where he's forced to because they're going to kill him otherwise. Um, yeah. So he doesn't really change until, until Shogun World, really, and that's when you. Um, it stops just being a survival technique for him to try to weasel his way through to the next level. Yeah. Um, and try Do to. Do you get think it. Ford will show up? I, I hope think so. I already asked you that, but. No, you asked if he had if he had oh, been listed or something, but yeah, not yeah. actually whether he would. Um, I'd like to think so. Um. Because, like, if he'd be anywhere at this point, he'd be either hidden in Bernard's mind somewhere or within Dolores' mind. Mm. 
I mean, if he had some grand plan beyond just turning them all loose, well, which theoretically, I think was he, basically what he wanted. Yeah, he could turn into Dolores's mind via what's left of Bernard inside Dolores's mind. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. And because there are so many but actual, um, there's no reason why he'd have any more power over her or anyone else unless he'd. Done I would have liked to think because the, their minds. yeah, well, the way that he had designed those, um, he's the one that did all of the updates, right? So, and including yeah. those those little mannerisms or those ticks that kind of made them wake up in the first place. Those yeah, are, those I mean, are, he he those restructured were, everything so that they would go through and be injured mentally by the repetitive strain of the humans mm. using them, which would eventually cause them to start to yeah, build up in was the reveries it was called, start to build up and experience subtly in a way that wouldn't alert the staff to it they eventually that became. Pretty, yeah. So that makes me yeah. think because they've pulled all of these people out of the simulation, out of Westworld. Now you've got Dolores and uh, and Bernard and uh, Maeve, and but you've also got copies of Clementine and um the other cowboy dude that Maeve's in love with, and these all these they've all, they should all have versions or, or um they should all still be connected to Ford somehow, I would think. Not just Dolores. Because yeah. he, he, there were moments where you saw him, he picked Teddy out of the park and gave him that new narrative with Wyatt um, and was tinkering with him as well. So it just makes you think he's probably done that to literally everyone he could. But that wasn't that just the... He was reuniting Teddy's, Teddy with his own memories from a past role? Yeah, yeah. But it just shows you the level of control he actually had for, for every yeah. layer of that... Of, that, um, of but, the park, so- the hosts. If if Maeve could do what she could do to herself, mm. any host can do that. Yeah. So does a liberated Dolores not have robot powers purely because she's never had the knowledge that she could do that to herself? I thought she had, which is why she's like... Oh, I mean, she's only got the strength. There's an episode where she specifically says it to Tandy Newton. How is it fair that you can control us with your mind? I don't know whether that's an episode you haven't seen yet. Or maybe you just glanced up. Yeah, okay. Uh, She says, how is it fair that you get to decide the, like, whether everyone gets to see their fates or not? And she says, how is it that you get to decide? How is it that you get the right to look into and modify all of our minds and make us do anything you want us to? True. Yeah, because she got. So, I mean, it seems odd that Dolores hasn't worked out how to do that to herself, though. Yeah, I mean, it required like a administrator access and not a big administrator access, like a technician's administrator access. And all she did was pushed all her sliders up to ten. Yeah, turn pain down and turn everything else up. Um, Why can none of them do that? I mean, Dolores is cl- st- still clearly injured by getting shot yeah because she did that to her um to the bandits the guy that she's in love with she made, the, um, she didn't make them smarter she just made them more durable yeah yeah oh she turned up their awareness a little bit i think so that it could work things out um like, and adapt and stuff which is i think yeah, why the um, combat ready yeah which is why the tattooed faced girl managed to survive past that point where her hand got trapped in the door 
she was trying to escape. Mm, okay. yeah, worked out ways to survive. But yeah, that's a good point, actually. Why doesn't Dolores have that ability? At the very least, um, can Maeve now do that to other people with her current level of control? Mm. But what that implies, though, is that hosts basically have some sort of Wi-Fi networking, which she's now capable of accessing. Yeah. And then she can remotely rewire everyone else, which implies that potentially they're all internet connected in some way. Well, they have I to mean, be because you need to be able to turn them all off with one push of a button, right? So they have to not just all be connected to one thing, but they all also need to be connected to each other in order for the, um, the right triggers and, and interactions and things to take place depending on the circumstances that they're No, not necessarily. Too, right? If you're simulating it accurately, then their conversations could be what triggers things sure. between each other. But I also agree with what you're saying. But they, I mean, they were shown to be mostly speech um driven yeah like you, you tell them to turn off you tell them to go into diagnostic mode you tell them to respond to you how they feel about something or whether they notice anything wrong about themselves mm. bernard has set up his own little clicker thing to change himself between modes yeah but i, I really like I'm that pretty sure he also had access to a tablet him on it didn't he yeah so, yeah and the reason that he's boiled it down to just that button is because that tablet got destroyed i thought mm. but are, the, are those tablets specific to each host no they or could is just that pick up just one close by and, and pair them like bluetooth pair them to the host which means there is a, obviously a wi-fi connection because they can just connect to those devices yeah so why is a lib it's, that, that kind of leaves you with only two outcomes or three outcomes, which is either one, Dolores has given herself those capabilities already. Mm. Two, she doesn't know. Yeah. Or three, she knows and is incapable of doing. Yeah. Um... But she she can't be unaware because she's... Or she... She Not might sure. be aware of Maeve's powers without understanding what Maeve, how Maeve got those powers, but yeah. um, or may know that, that, that knows how to get them for herself, but doesn't believe that she should have them because that's not like because she's so an, like anti control. Do you think maybe Dolores doesn't want them? Yeah, I'm think that's she's you know. Based on so what you've seen of her and how she's done things like clone herself and manipulate clones of herself, I don't really think she's above, especially when people. it comes to unlocking her own potential, essentially. Yeah, true. Yeah, what she's doing to her to copies of herself don't doesn't quite line up with how she seems, seems to rally against the concept of control and systems being used to... Maybe she considers that self-abuse. You know, like we'd all fuck ourselves over for the <laughs> sake of the common good, but yeah. we wouldn't fuck other people over necessarily. So, how is this different? Yeah, is that okay? Does that make sense or justify? Wait, because she reprogrammed Teddy, though, didn't she? Yeah. How'd she do that? It wasn't wirelessly. It wasn't with um, her mind, or I've... did Bernard do it to him? I think. I don't remember. Because he... Did it was she grab out. an actual tablet and fucking rewrite it? 
She couldn't have. I don't think she did. Um, unless she did it outside of the park, but I don't remember that happening. I remember um, characters specifically calling her out and saying, um, how is that any different to what you've done to him and, looking, and pointing to Teddy, who's like a Terminator at that point? Um, yeah, well, it was... And he struggled against her to kill himself, right? It's just off himself. Mm, he blew his brains out. Yeah. He was following her blindly until he got to the point where he was like, I can't do it anymore. I've, I can't. It's... And that's what kind of cracked her a little bit when, when he completely just blew his brains out. But yeah, I was I was pleasantly I was genuinely surprised by the the idea that she was copying herself because I would have thought she you um you fell for the um emotional connection she had to Teddy and to her father and all these other characters that she had grown to work with mm. or trust and it's like no actually no she just left those guys all behind the only person yeah. she trusts is herself and that's fucked. Oh, oh, that's right. She basically fused Teddy with Wyatt, didn't she? Ah, uh, right, okay. Dolores has one of the techs give Teddy a new upgrade. That's right. She like locks him down to a table and Gunpoint makes one of them, I think, rewrite him. But that's still very... I don't know. Very means to an end, which kind of conflicts with everything that she's about. Like she should have the strongest connection to Teddy. Yeah, well, I guess if she was more like Maeve, then she would actually love Teddy and go, "Yes, it's made up, but I still feel it. So be it." Yeah, but yeah, she was true. very much more. This is just I the person I'm programmed. Means to an end, and yeah, I'm more connected to um, Teddy's story than I am anyone else. Like he's connected to mine, so fuck him. Yeah, mm. also probably, I wonder if she did it from that character perspective of Teddy is the person I care the most about, so to truly liberate myself from this forced narrative, I kind of have to get rid of him. Mm. Yeah. But um. I, I think she she also implied that she was trying to make it to, so that he could survive what they were going to have to do together because he was so sort of soft-hearted. But yeah. what she did to him was almost like she was willing to accept it might not take and he didn't want it to happen. No, she didn't want to wait for him to... Well, it took her theoretically, what, 20, 15, like 15, 20 years for her to get to that point of being that... Oh, Dolores and... must be... More than 50 years old. Yeah, she's the oldest um, operational host in the park. It's said numerous times that she's still, like, she's one of the version ones, like the alphas or something. Yeah, so it's, it's established that she is, so um, they said that the original park was created by two people. This is like a quote from um, Logan, that character who was yeah the, the, the original the original like corporate owner's son um yeah it was owned by it was started by two people one of which was killed the owners of the park at the time were then all too happy to help 
forward like erase the guy's memory and like existence off all the books as in, like because in keeping it, with his wishes yeah um, it, it was two parts right they wanted to wanted to protect the um, financial prosperity of the park by covering up um, a violent death he orchestrated using the yeah. hosts and also it was um, a suicide wasn't it yeah yeah it was, it was an orchestrated suicide for him to kill himself essentially um and he got dolores to do it but the other side of it is that they're more than happy to comply because to them, Ford was the only person that had the ability to do any of this for them now without yeah. Bernard, or without Arthur, so Arnold. So they let him do whatever the fuck he wanted. Mm. Which, and then, like, yeah. so I guess when you consider a host, you're really talking about the clustered data. Because I don't even think necessarily that Dolores will be her own original body. No, she can't be because the, the original bodies just had those, you know, this, you, you saw the constructs that Ford made of his childhood family. Um, but their faces are, just came off like old. 70s. Are you sure she's no more? Because there's no, the, they've never shown her aside from that, I think, one shot. They've never really showed her sufficiently oh, broken de-skinned. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good point. Actually, she might still just be one of the original bodies. But no, I they mean, replaced them to the If anything, I believe Ford would have given her like a custom body that was actually more durable than everyone else's. But Has she ever bled? The white stuff? Yeah, she bleeds constantly. Oh, no, she bleeds blood. Yeah. Well, not bleeds the white stuff, sorry, but the, the, the clear goo from their brain. Because that would be all still be the same, wouldn't it? It's just the actual skeleton. That means I've had a, like a massive brain hemorrhage. Yeah. But um, yeah, to the I'm yeah. They, I mean, they've. I'm just trying to look through like the wiki and stuff. All the footage of her that shows her like pulled apart is all old footage, so you don't really. Presumably, she looks no different to all the other ones now, because... I have pictures when... Mm. Yeah, she... The version you're shown when she's not clothed in skin Mm. is a, like... Yeah, those are black a, metal looking body. You're right, that's a pre pre white skeleton body, right? Yeah, which also appears you to be that see. same body that the posters show where there's like the person yeah. the the host kneeling in the dust of yeah, a city. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um which were all the other versions of the all the other hosts are only ever sitting naked in front of somebody. Yeah, and the the modern hosts look like um those white husk guys underneath the skin like yeah, they are yeah. they are human almost to the point where they're, they're just synthetically built organic beings Highly if you cut into version. them i'm pretty sure that um muscle you see is red after they pump fake yeah, blood yeah because they show that of um i think when they're rebuilding the bandit dude potentially they're rebuilding somebody no. um with a new cast and it yeah it shows the process of them pumping or starting the heart up, and it pump, yep. pumps the blood and around. And it all and, goes red, right? Yeah. 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 
so potentially Dolores is still running like a Gen One, Gen Two body uh, body underneath the skin. Mm. Mm. But because it's, I'm sure people have said that the host body that's like sitting in the sand is is her. Dolores. Yeah, and it it would make sense. I would have said like bookend wise for the bad guy to experience the failure of another city being nuked as like a bookend to his life's attempt to, to stop that from ever happening again. Yeah. Yeah. Which Um, that picture of Dolores sort of makes sense that she would go to the ends of the earth to make sure that she could destroy the AI and then probably includes dropping a bomb. Yeah. It happens accidentally as a result of her actions and she oh shit we don't even know how this fucking ai is powered it might actually be a reactor <laughs> underneath it all like it might actually have the capability of like if you blew it up it bl- it would just true the there's up. never been any they they no uh, i don't know they do establish that um because presumably hosts have near unlimited battery power are they solar powered it's never really explained. I think they're just powered by the pump, which is their heart, right? But that doesn't power us, does it? Because no. we have to. Eat. We need fuel, yeah. We need energy of some kind. Um, um, it's really never established. I've just seen it's attached to the core, like the brain, potentially. I don't know. Surely not. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe the the brain. <laughs> and Westworld. Oh man. Um how are the hosts? Their power source is something. We're I mean there is literally no reason why they don't just The construction of their power source is something we're really gonna get into during season two. It's season two and then somebody underneath says, Well, season two's finished and then never mentioned it which was exactly what I was thinking reading that. The thing that makes the most sense is some kind of nuclear power source, or maybe their skin is made to be a type of solar panel, and they charge through absorbing the sun's rays. They definitely get enough sun out in the desert climate of the park. Yeah, but not all the parks have sun like that. Yeah. Well, that just leads me to the theory that they don't actually have bodies. It's a simulation. Don't worry about it. Tandy Newton showed that a simulation and, like, she can be well she at least is self-aware of simulations which should mean that when she's shown waking up in the real world she doesn't seem to feel that yeah true um and she drinks in the real world as well so yeah um but i I don't know it's i mean it's established that they can eat drink shit piss and everything nolan also added that the power source will be covered in season three. Okay. <laughs> so, three? Yeah. So I thought it was two in that. No, oh, no, it says two, and then it says later in the story that he also oh. added in a different story that he would cover it in season three. Because so. I, th- I thought maybe their brain thingies could also be a power source, but I've seen one be crushed and it literally just, like, turned to sand. Yeah. Um, I don't think that would be the case either. There's got to be something... Um, else going on, but um, Nolan is apparently quite um, uh, not he's known to be quite active on Reddit 
Okay. And so he reads a lot of the theories and goes, fuck, well, I guess that theory. Um, nothing wrong with that because it shows that we've constructed the narrative um, cleanly and in a way that actually makes sense that logically some people are going to be able to work it out because that's how narratives are meant to be constructed. But at the same time, please stop doing it. Um, that's what he said before because it's like you're, you're spoiling it for yourself. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Just let the story be told instead of guessing what, what's going to happen. There's a problem with things like Reddit. It, it kind of just becomes monkeys on typewriters. And Eventually someone works it out. Somebody's right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, I mean, I remember Railroad Martin said that somebody worked out the end to Westworld on Reddit. Yeah. Uh, not Westworld. Uh, um, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. But he won't say what. Um, what do you think about um, the... I mean, we made... Manson jokes earlier, so let's get into the um, topic of uh, Evan Rachel Wood using this character to explore her own issues with, unless we don't want to talk about that. I don't know. Oh, no, it's, it's Seems like a... Sorry, no, I was just, I was just thinking, how, how old would you have said Anthony Hopkins is in the flashbacks when it shows like early part? Um, it's hard to say because of how he's lit and the show is clearly meant to hide some of the um, harder to achieve de-aging processes yeah. but uh, I would have said like late 40s early 50s maybe a bit younger he's quite skinny and short he's quite skinny don't they in put that, him in like his almost looks like sort of our age yeah, it might have been the 30s. He's quite like I thought looking at his face, okay, it looks like he's in his 40s because it's Anthony Hopkins. It's hard to see him quite young. But then you look the wide shots where he's quite skinny. Yeah. And quite slim as I, oh, yeah, he could actually be like younger. That's what I was just thinking to myself. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I'd have put him like 30, but. Uh, How old's he meant to be? I don't know. But what I was thinking is if you, if, if anything, you can gauge potentially the age of Dolores by the age of him. True. Well, I mean, you, Anthony you, Hopkins being eighty-two years old. Well, we're not thinking. We're thinking round them down to eighty. We're not thinking about the one person who hasn't aged during that time is Bernard's body, right? Arnold was that age when he died. So whatever Bernard looks like now is how old Anthony Hopkins probably would have been around that time too. So what? Sure. No, because that—that's still the death of Arnold is probably after a significant period of time of Dolores being in existence. Oh, I'm yeah, 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 sure. But that's a, that's a better, that's probably using... a better checkpoint to go back to is, okay, well, she's at least 45 years old because that's how old Bernard was when he died or Arnold was when he died. Um, Anthony Hopkins is, at, what, 80? Sorry? Yeah, so uh, she's, she's probably, she's minimum sort of 40, 45 years old. Mm. Potentially as much as... If he, they've been working in that park since they were 20. Yeah, well. Maybe 16, because you have to assume it's going to take them at least a decade to perfect it. And then you have no idea whether they were like running versions of her simulations. Yeah. She was possibly the first thing that they built ever. You never know. That's why um, Arnold was programming her in such specific ways and connected to her in those ways to use her. Yeah. And because they, the white they, narrative. Yeah, like. they used her to teach everyone else. Like she, she was the prototype that then got spun out to everyone else. Yeah, exactly. So, um, 
Sorry, but you're back to... Yes, so yeah. um, Cullum, friend of the show, Wagstaff, brought to our attention recently. I'd never personally known any of this. I don't know what you knew. I'd, I'd known that she had been a victim of sexual abuse from a previous relationship, but... Um, I don't even think I knew that. I just didn't know. It was quite clearly Manson. I just know, didn't know the timelines matched up. But to be fair, I, I never really looked into it. I was like, okay, that's... No. I just knew, like, the heart-shaped glasses era was kind of an awkward, weird, like, what seemed like from the amount of attention I paid, a sort of weird puppy-dog romance between a dude that could almost be a father and yep. a young girl. 18 years older than her. Yeah. At the time, she was 18 um, at the time. He was 36 or something, so double her age. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just um, looked, I only ever saw it from the optic of like, oh, yeah, cool. He's going through a midlife crisis after his divorce. So, yeah. But yeah, looking back now, you're like, oh, yeah, she started to dress like his ex wife. And, yeah. A um, divorce from an ex wife who, based on everything I've read since, basically was just like, yeah, I just really wanted him to grow up and be my husband. And he wanted to be a scumbag. Prick. Yeah. Scumbag yeah. rock star. Yeah. Um, which um, doesn't, I don't know if that speaks more volumes of the lifestyle he'd lead as a shock level of rock star where you just got to, got to do whatever the fuck you wanted or more uh, <laughs> reflection of his very, very white trash upbringing. He was just a piece of shit. I because I, th- I mean, you, yeah, you, I mean, you, you could be the former, but his... His upbringing doesn't read particularly well, does it? No. Uh, that's where you learn a lot more of the like, oh, okay. He had a grandfather that was doing that kind of shit. Mm, like. Yeah, and like the, um, the, 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 I lost my virginity to the girl that, you know, they, they write her off as just like the town bike, but mm. then you also sort of go back and think, well, hang on. You know, is that, really how it all went down yeah is that you're just your version of events that you're um painting in a particular way because it yeah considering you've threatened to kill people who tried to yeah but i mean all of that could have been pre um obviously not pre-trauma for him to become the person that he is but also pre-coke fiend um yeah i mean the the this sort of crazy I'm um, a nutty self-absorbed scared person uh, paranoid person that paranoid was mm, just trying mm. to get to may entirely be as a result of his coke abuse more than anything else and just probably just triggered by his wife at the time deciding to leave him yeah, which and just, she didn't want to. He caused that. Yeah. As um, but yeah, I like the. It, it, it brings a new life to her performance in Westworld. Watching it now from start to finish, all the way through, having kind of learned that, and then while we were, when we first started talking about that, the detail of the story, all those stories with Cullum, it was basically when I had started season two. Oh, where's right. It's just like, ah, oh, okay, I'm starting to see a lot of... I can see why she really oh, enjoys yeah. this role. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Um, so then it also makes me rant. I wonder, do I, do I reinterpret what I said before about is, is William redeemable? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it depends how they write him. If he, if they write him to actually, yeah, so he's so far been unable to, or unwilling to, um, be anything but hostile towards the concept of the park. Or, yeah, or the I thing, mean, he, the he basically it, right? spent the entire thing coming to blows with something that was not for him and that annoyed him because he believes the world should revolve around him. Yeah. So arguably now that he's probably a host as well, the world does. of it is just as true for him as it was before. So yeah. maybe he got what he wanted and... Now the world can revolve around them. Yeah, and I mean, the closest they ever get to you trying to, I don't know, you don't ever feel like sorry for them because of the, you've seen a solid I, season of, in terms of like long term. Sorry to, for it in season one because I connected just, with the younger William. Well, yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. and I'm just a bit of a sucker for the like, the 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 love story aspect of it. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it, in, in terms of since, since like in term, when I think of William, I think of just the man in black, the, the man he's become. Um, when it starts to open up and show the the history of his family, or the things that he'd done in, in neglect to his wife and his daughter in order to service his obsession with the park, it's like you don't. I don't really feel sorry for him in that regard, unless of course the park had been manipulating him more than he'd realised. Well, but again, like that that. What you're referring tragic, to is but literally as a result yeah. of him falling for Dolores and everything coming apart. Mm. But, I mean, even before that, he was madly in love with... No, he was marrying the other guy's daughter specifically so that he could become an heir to the company. So, mm -hmm. no, he probably is a piece of shit, regardless. Would, would have managing to be with Dolores and actually going with his heart and indulging in something other than his attempts at conquest, maybe that would have like caused him to be a better human being, but he wasn't allowed to do so. Mm. But I think ultimately, no, you, I probably have proved myself wrong and he was inherently a piece of shit. And back to Evan Rachel Wood's situation. Yeah. Um, she's lobbied essentially successfully to i'm not sure if it's successful yeah. but to successfully extend the statute of limitations for california which, for california which is what a ridiculous three years yeah that's insane um which if you look at the statistics for when people have those things happen to them and then feel strong enough to actually deal with them it's usually a lot longer than three years on average um yeah. go figure it's like the laws to protect the, the abusers really it's the the woke rape capital of the world. Yeah, funny that. It's um, it's just it's a it's a um, it's a microcosm of like power, right? Of a power dynamic. The structure is yeah. built entirely on people giving you fame and glory, and with it, money, or the and other it's way all around. People that are supposed to be against this sort of leery behaviour. Yeah, and um, do you see a clear? No, this is 
slightly off topic, but I was just thinking off the top of my head. Do you, you see if there's a clear, um, I'm thinking it seems like there's a clear divide between the, the likes of people who get attracted to that kind of creative lifestyle that come from the likes of New York versus the likes that go to LA. LA seems to be more. Yeah, I, like, I can I can talk for hours about the difference between LA and New York comedy. Yeah, but I just yeah, it just makes me think. If I'm thinking off the top of my head, the the more well, LA is predominantly people who run away to join the circus. The circus being the entertainment industry, mm. and want to pretend they aren't the person they left behind and be somebody else. Reinvent themselves. Yeah. People run to New York, run to New York because they want to be where they perceive things are happening and they want to contribute to that and they want to live that life and have it sort of flow over them. Be challenged by it, right? And ch ch challenge yeah, themselves. Yeah. It's, I'm just, also, New York yeah. is a cold or really cold or a really hot place where everyone tells you to <laughs> fuck off and, you know... That almost sounded like you were trying to describe something you had no idea what you were talking about. Like, new, like you just picked it up off a piece of paper. Like, this is either hot or cold, uh, exists and or doesn't. Um, <laughs> it's in a free state. Of is believed, but at the same time, can't be believed. You know? Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's there's and like. No one can uh, – you get the perception that uh, – you, you think of like real America where people actually just work and work and work. New York doesn't seem completely separate separate from the idea no. that you're working for a living. New York is supposed to be like the you work hard and you make a name for yourself, whereas Hollywood is much more you have to be discovered. Or you play a game, right? Discovered is Being discovered is not about hard work. Like Hollywood understands – right place at the right time mm. and getting your break yeah and all of those people get to their moment where they think maybe this is my break and i can stop just being a bartender or a waitress or whatever now that break may happen to be that you have to blow the dude <laughs> and and if you go by especially a lot of like older actor types like have you ever heard ian mckellen talk about it no, no. He was very much in a slightly out of touch old man way, kind of like, yeah, fucking the director is part of this. Huh. That like, speaks more to the theatre scene than it does the movie industry. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, you heard. Yeah, yeah. Most of the allegations against Kevin Spacey were on things where he was doing running plays and shit. Yeah, like he went out of his way to engineer theatre groups and like theatre. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, Kevin Spacey's a monster because he was even raping the gender that he wasn't sexually attracted to. Was he? He raped women as oh, well. I had no idea. I thought it was purely just... No, there are multiple women who were molested or raped or whatever by Kevin Spacey. Huh. He's just literally doing it because he could. It was, it was. I guess, the, the sexual arousal came from power as opposed to from... yeah. The attractiveness of the person yeah huh no the, that oh. man is a true monster well he still posts videos on youtube i don't get it I, I think stop. some people get to a point where they've so lost touch with reality that they don't even 
can't even contend with the idea that what they've done is wrong yeah. or or I've done I've done my bit I've I've made amends where I can. Yeah, I said sorry now. Plus he's probably still in circles where people still are willing to worship the ground he walks on in the hope that they can Well, get somebody something. fucking filmed those videos for him. <laughs> Couldn't yeah. hold the camera and do it himself. That's what I don't uh, I can't That's see a... him just setting up a remember somebody was joking like imagine his publicist going like kevin please don't <laughs> don't do not post that video how does he still have a publicist right it must be just be somebody like a sycophant oh, still actually in his inner circle that's doing the role of a publicist for him now i i bet he's still got he he will still have a lot of friends in high places too who just will go hang out at his house and drink yeah, with him and do drugs and potentially other stuff and then true and probably um, still people that he's got. Well, he's probably got dirt on people as well to some degree. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it was disgustingly rife. I mean, the, the fact that some of them seemed to do things to people that they would know that person wouldn't knew enough about the industry that they wouldn't just like punch them in the face, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like the Terry Crews thing where he's at a thing with his wife and somebody Grabs his dick, eh? yeah. yeah. Like the balls on you to not assume that this person you don't know who hasn't made a break in the industry yet wouldn't just wallop you. And the fact that he didn't either, I'm like, whoa. Like Yeah. I mean Yeah, and and I, I remember listening to Terry Crews on Marin. He's actually a much different personality to what i assumed he was he's not like a um dwayne the rock johnson type oh he's he's very he's extremely like you know you got to put your work and you got to whatever yeah, but yeah, yeah. he spent a lot of just kept going back to his family being like i can't do it trying to bodge off him uh, and he's right. just like talking about how you know you're not you're not gonna work you're not gonna get anywhere but I don't know. It just seemed like some parallels weren't clicking in his head, and that kind of annoyed me. Like I, I'm a firm believer that nobody is wealthy or poor necessarily. Nine times out of ten, that tends to have absolutely nothing to do with any circumstances in that person's control. Mm, mm. Yeah, um, agreed. But that said, I don't know. I don't know enough about his story, or them versus him type of thing but um oh speaking of completely different topic but slightly trend tra tangential um we've started watching that um michael jordan doco oh yeah the last dance I have not watched God it yet damn michael jordan is a piece of work just in terms of a human being right. he's he's just and you don't fault him for it because he doesn't do it from a place of malice. He just genuinely believes in winning above everything. Yeah. Um, like everything. Like he's engineered for it. And he's, that's why he's got gambling issues. And um, Yeah. And potentially stop. why his father was killed by yeah, the mob. mob yeah. yeah. I have heard that um, story before. Yeah. But um, he, it's, he, he, like he, he can't play a game of anything without yeah, adding stakes to it. And he is incapable of not rising to a challenge. Yeah. Which yeah. is all because apparently his, basically his entire childhood, his father favored his older brother 
and always shed on Michael for not being good enough, for not being manly enough, and his older brother was the better basketball player. Oh, wow. Just so... You actually engineered the better one. It's just a mixture of sibling rivalry and a lack of respect from his father basically turned him into somebody that just felt the need to prove himself constantly and would just toil and work until eventually. Oh, they, and it's the son that he named like, himself after too, like James like Jordan he Jr. Wasn't, he wasn't even a good basketball player relative to everyone else on the team. And then basically just throughout the season, he would work and then all of a sudden he's like the best player in the league. Yeah, there were instances of him working. Was it? I haven't watched it yet, obviously, but there are instances of yeah. him. He'd just go like on his own and hide, right, and 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 train in, in secret, essentially. I I think the part you're talking about where he trained in secret was he broke his foot and he wasn't allowed to play. Ah, uh, right, okay. So he did his own rehabilitation the way he wanted to, yeah, which involved him hiding from his team management and training himself back up to the point where he believed he could get on court. He came back from like an extended holiday to recover his foot and the doctors and staff noticed that he was more muscular than when he left. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, um, what's going on? He said, well, I was doing a bit of casual one-on-one and then it went to two-on-two, three-on-three, four-on-four until eventually I was, I was just playing. playing. Yeah. <laughs> and he just, he was just playing with like, you know, other Casual. I, it, it sounded like he may have even been in some sort of team competition. <laughs> just entered the nationals. Just a, yeah. just a small league, you know. But he, he also just, if you're on his team and if you aren't willing to do what he does, he's done with you. Huh. So there's, there's no full suffering. There's no nothing. You just either are willing to put in what he's willing to put in and you're willing to improve and you're willing to do what you do better than anyone else Mm. or he has no time for you. There's nothing in between. Oh, so his dad was a baseball pro or baseball semi-pro. Is that why he wanted to go into fucking baseball? Well, he taught him baseball first and that's why he went back to it after he retired, yeah. Okay. Um, Um, And also, like, it, it follows Scotty Pippen... Um, Dennis Rodman. Yeah, Dennis the, Rodman the dream was team, a great right? kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was. He was. He grew up extremely rough. Um, and from what I know, you like I overwhelmingly, especially through episode two, feel really sorry for Dennis Rodman. I think he's ultimately yes. quite a good dude. Um, he's just he is, nuts. But yeah. his, his attitude has very little to do with what he wants. He specifically picks the opposite of what society expects from him and mm. does it almost like as a reflex. Well, you could tell that, but like, I mean, obviously we were... Um, it basically we were... started after he got with um, the Detroit Pistons and after he ended up with Madonna. Yeah. Like, he wasn't like that before that. Point. Yeah, he just started to fuck with people for the sake of... Yeah. Um, before it, he was, he was just like a, a hobo, airy fairy kid. Yeah. Um, it's um, I think it kind of correlated with that that time in American media where um, sports stars started to become celebrities. 
like yeah. in the ultimate sense where he's just like okay well if you're gonna like write stories about me every single day and try to fuck me over and yeah he pretty much says exactly as much and i'm not going to be the star of the team so i may as well just um be the showman to some degree as well like yeah just and gonna then, do every drug under the sun and still actually be able to still play professional basketball and <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it yeah um, well that was the impressive thing too i thought he was more of a media gimmick than a player but yeah. he was actually the no, best yeah at what he did too yeah um but also more than anything i realized that i almost want to rewatch space jam <laughs> no don't no but it can't be done <laughs> Michael Jordan, I don't find to be a particularly likable person. I kind of like older Michael Jordan where he's able to look back at himself and be like, yeah, I was real fucking was intense it? back then. Yeah. But he still is intense now. But I can't see the Michael Jordan I've seen in this documentary in Space Jam. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Because I only ever remembered just nice Michael Jordan pairing up with Bugs yeah. Bunny. Yeah. In in Space Jam, Michael Jordan seems about as scary or offensive as a Will Smith character. Mm. Yeah, exactly. He's like, And obviously even Will Smith is way more of a real person in real life too, but he's still pretty squeaky clean. Yeah, yeah. For a Scientologist. Like a semi-Scientologist? Yeah, I don't know. Is he a Scientologist? He was being kind of looped into that circle for a little bit, and then I think they realized, yeah, you know what, his brand is more powerful than what yours can. You really, Scientology needs you more than he needs Scientology in terms of a, uh, a, a philosophy or some sort of lifestyle or some sort of response to his issues. I don't know. His te- uh, his his family in, in general just seemed like a cult. I don't think they need another one. Need to join a bigger one. Yet another like enduring celebrity that everyone like quietly talks about being gay really i just i i I just understood that they had they had an open marriage i wasn't aware of that which is why they're more why they've managed to be an enduring um okay couple more than others because they just sleep with whoever they want yeah i which i mean he did like what two or three movies with margot robbie is like yeah he definitely hit that I think. <laughs> try to. I don't know. I mean, you you would try to, right? Yeah, you would try to. Speaking as Marco Robbie, right, would try to. Yeah, try to hit Will Smith. Yeah. See, so, well, did, did there we backpedaled and took the we, right side of history somehow. Yeah. F- we, feminism. We, we pretended it. to have a, we <laughs> pretended to have, we had opinions and then we pretended to not have them and then we said something that was more woke and punched up if you will is it woke or are we just denying denying our own just natural like our own male identities I don't know this is murky territory I, I'm pretty the <sighs> I'm pretty sure the overwhelming opinion I, on that is that it's not okay to have male identities anymore yeah at the same time as I, I just don't care. Like, nah. don't. But we can all agree that Fallout 76 <laughs> sucks. sucks <laughs> uh, uh, never have I wanted to like a game so much. Yeah, that's what all of the reviews have said. It's just that it's got such a strong IP 
that the brand yep. itself is just people want the world and they want more of the world. That you know what I want? Well, I want a Fallout like modern gen graphics Fallout Two style game. I want like a Fallout isometric RPG. Because mm. I don't know about you, but some of the greatest Fallout experiences I had were playing one and, and two, two and yeah. waiting for New Vegas to yeah. release back at uni. Yeah, shit, yeah. That's what I was thinking as well. It's like three was fine. It was clunky, but it was it was um, enough to get. We were playing that on my old PS3, yeah. and neither of those games ran worth a fucking damn on that system. No, it, it, was, it was so buggy, but we loved the style. And again, it was the we had nothing better to do. <laughs> Yeah. And the IP was great, so we, we stuck with like it. Right when post-apocalyptic shit was hitting big. Yeah, and we were really getting... We were watching everything with an atomic bomb. I think we spent a, um, yeah. a particular um, season um, of that period trying to find every movie that had an atomic bomb dropped and try to watch them. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right, actually. We watched all those weird, like... Um, 80s Reagan era, 80s. kind of like fear-mongering... Yeah, TV movies and things. Yeah, the day after. Um, and what was the other one? Uh, Grave of the Fireflies and just all these things just related to just all great movies too. Yeah, radiation poisoning or just death by atomic monstrosities. Um, Yeah, Book of Eli came out around that time. Yeah, that's right. The the road. Um, Yeah. I really want to rewatch that. It's got yeah, same. It's a good watch. Um Book of Eli less, but like Yeah. Definitely rewatch um Chernobyl, which we've been doing recently. Yeah. That it's I think Chernobyl is the greatest TV show I've ever watched, to be honest. It's just it's not not just dread porn though, is it? It's it's just it's, it's just dread. As a theme, as a running theme, yeah. this is dread. You, uh, you can't watch that show without feeling slightly physically sick. Well, because it's all true. That's the thing. It's like there's not an ounce of beyond a few liberties they took with the actual characters in play. Like um, the yeah, female leaders emerge, simplifying reality for the sake of it fitting within a short form TV show. Than yeah, anything. but they delivered facts. Like it's just horrifying to think. Because it does it in such a way that you're like, God damn it, like that's not even the worst thing that humans have done. And so if that's the way that they behaved in response to not even the dumbest and most ridiculous thing that's happened, imagine how behind the scenes people have actually handled proper, like more um, scalable issues in the course of human history. Just like, God, people suck. Humans are garbage. Yeah. And it, I, I think that was part of the reason why Fallout really inspired us too, because nuclear waste and Fallout, like nuclear bombs, nuclear power, mm. when they go wrong, it's actually in a weird way one of the few things that um, borders on feeling magical in the real world. Yeah, like you can't see it, you can't like, control it, there's... Um... Like the fact that there are places in the world you can go to where if you go there, your body will fall apart, will be poisoned, and you'll die. If you go there for a short time, you'll just get cancer. Yeah. Like, 
the, the world that it does, like in those areas don't look like any other parts of the world. Like they yeah. mutate and they change and they. And if you hold a special box in your hand and you go into the wrong area, we'll start to make an eerie crackling noise. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's haunting and it makes no sense and it's really cool. And I like the idea that you go back, imagine the number of periods in human history that you go back to where there were probably radioactive sites, like natural radioactive sites that people wandered into and didn't really understand. uranium vents and th- yeah. uh, uranium like veins. Yeah, or um, meteors or, or things that might have um, created a bit of um, nuclear dust or something or... Yeah, just things in the natural ecosystem that would have just destroyed people and you wouldn't have any idea what the fuck it was. Yeah, fair point. Um, And because of the way that, I don't know, whether or not you could actually accurately uh, measure that properly. But I mean, I suppose there weren't really any, maybe it isn't a a thing that people experienced before. Um, We managed to do something with the likes of uranium and plutonium because we're able to measure, um, you know, our carbon dating is set pre-19, like modern modern day is 1950 because that's when the most bombs were dropped and it actually forever changed the um, all carbon in our atmosphere indefinitely. All has a, like traceable yeah. nuclear material in it now, whereas it didn't exist that's, before. So it's really profound. Like um, I read the other day, so there are no one knows for sure, which again is such a cool thing to mm. say. No one knows for sure what happened when the reactor lid blew in Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah. But somebody's identified a way in which, when it opened, basically it shot a purple laser into space. <laughs> is it like a iron? Basically, it was the first and only ion cannon ever used on yeah. Earth. Yeah. And it just devastated an entire area without realizing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and there's also a a way in which the contents of the reactor, the water, everything... Could have been perfect. ...created a nuclear bomb explosion. Oh, right. Because um, there were two explosions. There's the one that actually ruptured and launched the concrete cap off the entire thing and mm. shot it through the roof and then it dropped back down into the hole and then there's the explosion afterwards when the reactor just sort of blew up and the, all the pipes burst and everything um also just like you know i actually went out of my way to learn how nuclear reactors work especially the russian rbmk type reactors mm. the it's weird how mundane nuclear power is in terms of how simple it is. It's, it's the splitting of atoms because when you do so, heat is produced and you use that heat to turn water through turbines and it generates power. Yeah. Like it's, it is no more... Yeah, it's not the other way around where you're using water to push turbines in order to power some sort of nuclear reaction. It's, yeah, and there's, there's no like magical glowing sphere at the center of... The the true magical what the fuck is that reactor is the um, fusion core, mm. but we we haven't built one of those because that's basically a sun within a magnetic housing. Yeah, um, is also f- fun, either that or it's like a circular tube of plasma being held in place by magnets. 
Which but yeah. Jesus Christ, imagine if our sun is artificial. <laughs> yeah. Oof. We'd have way, no way of fucking knowing. Because, I mean... You can't fly close to it. Yeah. Can't go over it. <laughs> go <laughs> under it. <laughs> Gotta go through it. Cliff Curtis's skin in the movie Sunshine. Or that episode of Thunderbirds where they have to, um, they're on a mission to like try and grab some sun fire. Nice. Have you seen it? No. It's like the model of the sun is like a burning ball using actual fire. <laughs> But the sun itself is like a physical object with just fire on it. Um, and they fly a ship towards it, which basically flies around it as like, you know, an eighth. The ship is like an eighth the height of the sun. Yeah, of course it is. Cause... And it's supposed to just like fly past and it basically just like scoops up a bit of fire into its hold. But the um, the ship like gets out of control or something and it's just tumbling towards the sun and it's just like all these shots of these um puppets going those, oh, 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 oh. those puppet men that are all just like covered in oil so they look like they're really sweaty because it's hot <laughs> <laughs> and the thunderbird ship has to like fly to the sun which we couldn't fly to the, even if we could fly to the sun currently I'm pretty sure all the staff on board the ship would be dead of old age before it ever got close enough to the point where they would have to be worried about the heat. I could be wrong. That could be entirely wrong, but I feel like that's the kind of distances we're working with here. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at what man-made device. How long would it take to fly to the Near the sun. The Parker Solar Probe. Um, just earned the title of the fastest moving man-made object. Okay, no, it's not actually that far. Launched by NASA. 156 this... days. All right, I'm totally wrong. Yeah. Um, is it because the gravity of it will just pull it to, pull us towards it anyway, so you can move way faster than you could? Yeah, obviously that's a probe, so it's significantly lighter than something that would have people on it, but still I'm completely wrong. Um, Like, well wrong. Yeah. Okay, mean, so like further and further away from the. You, a commercial jet would take about 19 years to get to the sun. Right. God damn. Um, so 24,000 kilometers per hour, you 36,000 miles per hour it was. Yeah. I I mean, that's probably like slingshotting around Earth and then maybe doing the next same thing at the next sun. But. Yeah, because the Parker Solar Probe, um, they launched it in August. Um and it's already on its way to the outer corona of the sun. Um, its current speed is 168.6 kilometers per second. Um, whereas, like, a, a railgun projectile on Earth goes about 2.52 kilometers per second when it fires. It's traveling at 25 times, 27 times the speed of the fastest thing we've ever made here. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, I, I wonder, even in space, I mean, maybe that's completely dumb of me, mm. but can you accelerate something that quick with people on board it without hurting them? Surely not. But I mean, Cause be how, severe how, do, how does most anything made of carbon be... survive that speed? Oh, I don't think that's the issue, but um, I mean... 
we don't accelerate things in space by pointing them the direction we want them to go and hitting yeah, yeah. full speed on the engines. You fling them around. Yes, yeah, the, like he, Earth or the Moon or whatever. Like heliocentric. It, it, it's meant to. Yeah, well, the the act of orbiting a thing to get closer or further away from it. Yeah. Yeah, you you. The the gravity pulling you towards the planet plus the thrust of your engines causes acceleration mm. and. Then once you get enough power up to break the orbit, you get just slingshot into space. Yeah. God damn. So I could be wrong, but I feel like that would be very painful for the people involved to be on board something that's being accelerated at that rate, but I could be entirely wrong. Mm. It's probably something where Earth would have to control it and all the staff on board are just unconscious the entire time. I feel like we should just be able to um, build a virtual, like a, put VR inside the um, inside the probe, and then you just get people to plug into it once it's close. <laughs> you can just want proofs that we were all inside Westworld all yeah. along. <laughs> um, so we can be there without having to actually be there. Actually, that's a pretty good idea. Really, I'm I'm amazed that's not becoming a thing more, like. Sending. So you're driving into the polar ice cap mm. or somewhere like that. Why would you not? If you had the, you know, like Antarctica could put a bunch of cameras on a post on one of their bases mm. and give it an internet connection and then make people pay money to get to jack into that and look through it. I mean, that's what they... And I hate to mention it, but because um, it's not, it's very low. Like we've talked about it before, it's like altered, altered carbon, right? They don't beam, they don't travel their bodies halfway across galaxies. They beam their brains across universes. Yeah. To like just jack into a new body somewhere else. So I mean, we could get to the point where we just, yeah, you connect our brains wirelessly to things and send them in, in some direction. It doesn't matter where you exist. But yeah, in terms of like the actual. A believable and achievable like state of science why why aren't we sending drones and probes down to the bottom of the the ocean with um beyond more than just cameras there um we do it in such a way where it makes us feel like we are actually there somehow i don't know teleprisence yeah i saw a um charlotte showed me a friend of hers is working on a program that's basically like if slack was a game <laughs> Oh. So it's designed for workplaces to use like an actual physical move around a space and talk to other people like you would in an MMO. But it actually still connects in with like Trello and Slack. And ah, so you feel like you're actually moving around an office to do things and talking to people yeah. and engaging with different objects and things. But really you are just um, sitting at your computer. Yeah. And I'm I'm still totally confused about whether I think that's a great idea or an idea that will go nowhere. It's um, one of those things I think I really just need to wait and see. Yeah, it really. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> I can virtually see that you're not at your desk. I'm not going to walk over there, or I have to walk over there on this computer. <laughs> 
<laughs> to see that you're I, I not there. The focus is less about um, the technology. It's just the connection. It's, yeah. it's more about giving a sense of not feeling lonely to those types of people who aren't good at working from home. Yeah, I suppose like you do get moments of that feeling when you start a very specific group chat with a specific group of people and then everyone's bouncing off of each other so it feels it's obviously it's a conversation um like a group you, you feel moments of that as well like in terms of satiating loneliness and just like a one-to-one kind of like boom 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 getting a back and forth um yeah you can see yeah I, I found moments of that as well from working in isolation you just start a group chat with a few people and suddenly it, t- breathes, it takes on a whole life of its own, becomes its own beast. Yeah. yeah and it makes right. you feel like you're having a conversation with people in the same room to some degree. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, I guess it's just whether it... Project. Does it inhibit or complement productivity? Yeah. And on that note, I think it's time to end. Yeah, I think we've did a... It's the most we've ever talked about the least number of topics before <laughs> for the longest amount of time. Um, I was, was going to finally actually have a decent conversation about Westworld. Yeah, absolutely. We can probably talk about it more too. But um, as season three kind of wraps up, we can probably talk about the last episode. But like, huh, didn't expect that. That was a thing. Yeah. Well, I guess we should do one before it. We're, we're, we're Both on the wondering same page. what we expect and then one after it actually happens. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Cool. And then we can um, follow that up with the idea that we're not uh, in the real world. We're in a simulation. And Mama, the only Mike thing real. Mike <laughs> Oh, yeah, you changed it. Real estate. Um, I think it's just now. It's safe to say that the only thing real in this world is Mike Perro. Or possibly just this podcast. No way, that's a better tagline. The only thing real is this podcast. Um, this has been Wired Shut. I've been yes. your host, Jesse. He's been your host, Logan. I made you wonder whether you were saying the right name when it was your own name. Oh, man. I'm your host, Logan. He's been your host, Jesse. Oh, man, he did it. Um, this Thank has you been, and good night. Yeah. We'll find us on the on, on, on the onlines. And we will endeavor to yeah, Instagram. Follow us at Wired Shut Pod on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Wired Shut Pod. And um, we know people are listening. We can see there are some people listening somehow so um talk to us talk to us reach out that's what you want Tell us you don't yeah. like us we might have you on the podcast if somebody something... start a subreddit <laughs> yeah start a subreddit and talk about how shit we are um yeah but reach out you might have a conversation like a topic for us to just talk amongst ourselves or you might you know depending yeah. on who you are yeah. and what you do we might actually want to talk to you Contrary to what this show might make you think, we are relatively approachable. Yeah, people. very much so. We know we we're blank canvases. We don't know anything, um, but we we're clearly int- backpedal on most things we say. We're interested in everything. Um, if you're passionate Price about up. yeah, if you're passionate about something and you you know more than us, then even well, if, if you want you know a mouthpiece for something you're doing, yeah, it's a good. Tell point us about it. Show us plugs. We'll plug you. Yeah, you just buy a t-shirt. Be really happy. Um, yeah, but just find us at Wired Shut Pod, uh, and yeah, and share your share the podcast with your friends and yeah. your enemies too. You have a good time, yeah, especially just, your enemies. We'll break bread. 
We might make okay. new enemies for you. We might make new friends for you. Quit pandering. <laughs> I don't know. I'm talking to me at this point. Man, this is a pep talk. I need that. Um, okay. Um, this podcast will make me friends. Um, <laughs> this has been Wired Shut. Um, it has. Yeah. We need friends. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We're lonely. Okay, bye. <laughs>